Hi, Ali. Hi, Tim. How's it going? Yeah, very good, thanks. Yeah, very good. How's it going for you? Yeah, it's going all right. It's just been a bit of a crappy year there, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> and I assume that's where you were going to say something else. Yeah, I because it's been such a write-off, I think one of the things we can do to get through is just to cast our minds onto something that is more enjoyable, such as music. Very good idea. What did you have in mind? Why don't we talk about music that we both love and, and I guess what we like about it, how it's shaped our lives and perhaps what factors influence the music itself. I see, so sort of diving a bit deeper into the music and understanding why we feel the way we do about it. Yeah, exactly. And, and perhaps challenging some of the established narratives that history has created for some of the music. Sounds like a great idea. How about we call it life's music? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> It's all right. It's good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. It's, it's, good, it's good, good to have you up here in person. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. good to be. It's good to be here. This is the sort of um, uh, first studio album, uh, studio recording, I suppose, <laughs> studio <laughs> episode, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's yeah. Um, to start it, a new season, perhaps. Is, yeah. that, is that the idea, or is it to end the old season? I think to do both, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the bridge between. Yeah. Two yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, this is epic because, like, yeah. this is the first time we're doing this in person. Yeah. And. This is already a completely different experience yeah. to what we normally do. There's much Zoom. higher quality audio, first of all. Absolutely. Also, I actually can see you, yeah. which is the change because yeah. normally we do it. I, <laughs> I assume we don't we don't use the visuals because you're still in your PJs or something usually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or at least I am. So yeah, I have another shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lazy Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but this is completely different. We're in the studio. Yeah. The Life's Music Studio. Yeah, we're recording live from deepest Warwickshire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, secret location uh, in Warwickshire. Yeah, and um, we're using the the latest in the yeah <laughs> in, in the audio Cutting technology age equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, this is almost like going to be a prelude to uh, to our next episode and and the next season as well. Yeah. Uh, for our listeners what we want to do is like a little this is a hot take this is yeah, like yeah. a spontaneous episode because one of the patterns we've noticed so far in this uh, this first season is how we end up talking a lot about what happens to be third albums yeah <laughs> for, uh, it's always uh, album three it's what Zara says it's like yeah. why do you guys always talk about the third album and, yeah. and I was just like oh my god yeah <laughs> It's, it's like quite realised. Yeah, it's just yeah. Yeah, uh, we should call it a third album podcast. Yeah, it's yeah. it's almost it is almost that. I mean, there are there have been a couple that um obviously the coral. Oh, we didn't talk about the coral. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so we did the Butterfly House, which isn't. Yeah, that's more the fifth album. And, and similarly. And I think like Black El Camino is like the seventh album. Yeah. So yeah, the Help and Some Outliers, but like generally, I think by, by the time we get to our final episode, half of the <laughs> more than half the albums yeah. would have been like third albums. So I guess. Based on this observation, um, we should answer that question. Yeah, like you know, we we wanted to talk about what's so damn special about yeah. the third album. What, yeah, yeah. what is it that, what is it about that point in the band's career that makes yeah. it so important, and uh, why is it that it often leads to certain things happening to the band's sound yeah. or direction? 
so we've already kind of had some thoughts about this earlier in the day yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. some vibes so and shooting the shooting the yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like we gotta say shooting this shit for some reason. For some <laughs> reason, now that, thing, now yeah, that yeah. we're now that we're in the studio, it feels like I'm not allowed to swear. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> no, go for it. It's not stopped us before. No, yeah, no, well, yeah, good point. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so it's it's, it's like it, that's the thing, isn't it? So when we look back retrospectively, it seems ridiculous. It's yeah. like we've done it deliberately. Yeah, but actually, we've just been choosing the most significant. We think most significant albums from those bands. Absolutely. Yeah, um, and that I think is is important for well for the reasons that we're about to talk about so do you do you want to do you want to sort of kick off with your your sort of immediate take i guess yeah so like i think one of the things about third albums is that they often come at a point in time in the band's career where they they're at crossroads really because their first two albums you know have different characters already so the first album as we've discussed is often about you know, it's the songs that they've been writing their whole life. Yeah, it it's is. Often, it's it, often yeah. very raw. It's a very like statement, a big statement yeah. about like this is who we are, this is where we come from. You know, this is what we're all about. Yeah, it, it's almost like they, yeah, they like you say they've been writing it all their entire lives. I think you know if you take the the Arctic Monkeys example, the Oasis example, whatever, it's like they've got too much material at that stage. So they've got Absolutely. so many songs, hmm. so they just pick the best twelve, best thirteen, whatever, yeah, however many songs there are. Yeah, uh, record them to yeah. the best possible standard, then put them out. Yeah, but. But it, but it's like because they were recorded before they were famous or before they had the the money, the money yeah, exactly. Before they had the money or the or the um, well, I don't know what the yeah, the, the fame, situation, the fame, the fame exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that they're they're sort of they're almost like teenager songs, as I said. Yeah, but, yeah. But they're sort of like yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're very. It's not it's not that they're amateurish because I think if, for example, they're, they're the monkeys, and they're monkeys and well, all of them almost all the bands we're talking about. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's all high quality music. Yeah, but like it's just something immature about them. Absolutely, it's just a life stage as well. Yeah. It's, it's a natural reflection of that, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. the sort of you think about like whatever people think I am in you know, that first album. Mm. Yeah, it's singing about like nights out in Sheffield, you know, chip yeah. shops, you know, um, uh, pool, pool club fights and yeah, yeah, all yeah, this yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like it's very. I was just it, thinking that by the way. You know, you yeah. know, when we were talking about how pubs never have pool tables in the mini walls. You know, that's the reason. <laughs> to stop people fighting with the, with the pool keys it, it wouldn't surprise me if that was one of the reasons yeah. like you know if they're trying to gentrify their yeah, pub exactly, yeah, to, yeah. to get, get a, a less violent clientele in and yeah. maybe that's one get of them get rid of the pool keys yeah but anyway yeah <laughs> sorry break, break them half yeah yeah <laughs> to pick a sharp object but um but yeah, when you when you think of the lyrics, it very yeah evokes a very like yeah. clear image of like what it must have been like to be like a uh, in your late teens in Sheffield in like the two thousands. Yeah, it's yeah, like this this yeah. is this is what life is like, or just, yeah. just in general, like you know when you're at that age and you're between, you know, you're in this transition phase, like you're starting to drink a lot of alcohol, you, you know, you you mix with your mates and stuff, going clubbing and all that. Yeah, and yeah, it's a very yeah. specific point in your life. Yeah, but it's all it's all very new, I think. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it's a novelty. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. But then, like when you get to second album, immediately that's like that's where it it suddenly changes because yeah. like now you've got fame, now you've got money, but now you've also got pressure. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah, what you didn't yeah. have the first time around. Yeah, like, yeah, the first yeah. time around, like you have the hunger, the yeah, hunger yeah. to like we're gonna do it, we'll make a big statement. We're gonna have it large. Yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> well, I think I think also I think also you've got like this absolute library of songs that you could possibly choose from. Yeah. Whereas now those songs are not as fresh because you've mm. already had the big, big first tour, the big yeah whatever. Yeah. Now it's like. Uh, 
Jesus is going to do all that again like, yeah, yeah. I was gonna have my, basically I'm going to have my whole life again in order to write an entire other album yeah and it's almost like I think yeah it, I, I don't think that's yeah it doesn't it doesn't happen to every band but I think most bands find it difficult don't they I mean it's like yeah Mercury uh, is that a good example I was going to say the Mercury Music Prize winners always need to struggle with that yeah. but like I mean the Arts and Monkeys had a de- you know Favourite Worst Nightmare was pretty decent mm. I think the Jam <laughs> yeah definitely had a bit of a, a bit of a disaster yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah I don't think it's you know, not, not the right album but it's not the best obviously yeah and then, then like what's the story yeah well, yeah, but that but that's like one of their best that's like it's considered one of their best c- c- commercially at least yeah, yeah. And, and yet it's interesting it's like if you're a die hard Oasis fan yeah would you like me yeah, I mean, would would you do? You, I mean, because you, you know, I've discussed about what's the story like. It, it, you know, yeah. is it as good as other Oasis? Yeah, albums? is it as good it's, as Be Here Now? It, That's the question. Yeah, well, I I always choose definitely maybe first. Absolutely, it's just pure rock and roll. Like there's nothing, there's no, there's no just, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fair. Yeah, yeah. It's but, quite long though. No. Yeah, uh, anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah I, mean, what is the run time? I don't know. We have to look at definitely that, Maybe, but. yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the, all the songs in Definitely Maybe are a bit longer than they are on What's the Story of and Glory. And Absolutely. being now, obviously, they're <laughs> a bit yeah. longer again. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, what's yeah. the story? You know, second album, like, now they're putting strings on. Yeah, there. exactly, exactly, yeah. It's, it's it all gets a bit kind of, yeah, yeah. 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 That's interesting, actually, because we should, we should trail what we're going to talk about in the next episode, in this episode, and yeah. that is. Uh, yeah. Perhaps going too epic too soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, 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 um, but, yeah. And, and um, I think maybe that is a temptation as well in the second album. Mm. It's like, uh, as I think Noel Gallagher said in an interview we did with some American person back in the day, I can't remember what show it was on. Um, but, but he was, yeah, he did an acoustic set and um, he was chatting about, I think he was talking about Razorlight and how Razorlight basically they did their first album and it was really good. He really liked it, mm. and it had this sort of like rough, rough and ready kind of vibe to it. Yeah, and then they came out with the second album with uh, America on that. Well, it was that yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, America was like their epic single, which yeah. is like yeah, obviously meant for stadiums. Yeah, again, um, but every song was much more polished than it was on the first album. Again, yeah, uh, yeah it's just like a completely different vibe. Yeah, but it felt it was a shorter album. Yeah, much shorter. Yeah, and you sort of wondered what they were thinking yeah <laughs> to some yeah. extent but, but but i'm sorry we, we got a bit lost but like okay kasabian mm-hmm. second album empire it's a bit difficult yeah and and i think you start to see a mixed pattern emerge like so sometimes bands when they do a second album <clears throat> what they're trying to do is almost like repackage what they did the first time yeah exactly in, in some shape or form not in too offensive a way it's like yeah. we're still the band you know and love but we're just we're just kind of rehashing better. it yeah yeah just better you know bigger better stronger exactly you know, yeah. whatever yeah. kind of thing like the Olympic motto yeah now sometimes it works <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> but yeah. like so with lots of stories a good example of that well, it, 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 yeah <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, you know, yeah. I, I'm not sure. Actually, I think yeah. the Libertines are just—they're so off the wall. They're, they're almost like it doesn't matter. They're, they're, they're not even on the scale, really. Yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah, they, know, they have they, they have a whole chapter, a whole book, well, on, their own, on their own, yeah, really. Yeah. Like they don't even—they've they only got three albums, and and one of them was recorded like 20 years after the first two. So. <laughs> In another country. Yeah, exactly. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. Okay, that's not relevant. Yeah, but like with the second album, it is very much like it could. 50-50 go either way sometimes it's a complete flop like with you know the jam second album yeah. other yeah. times it could pay off but 
whatever the outcome is, that often drives what happens with the third album. Because when you get to album number three, I think what we've tended to find is that yeah. the band is kind of faced with this pressure of like, look, you've done two albums, the last one maybe wasn't so good, or maybe the album was pretty good, but now what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, where do you go next? And yeah. it does present a bit of a problem for the band. Yeah. Like artistically, it's like, well, what the hell do we do? You know, do we just double down on the standard formula again, or mm. do we try and push the boundaries of what we've done before? You know, yeah. do we try something new? And and off and I guess it's getting to the point about what makes the third album so special is that it often is this kind of major point in the band's career where they make this decision to go, actually, this is what we want and we're going to do it yeah. because now yeah. we have the confidence and the maturity and, yeah, yeah. and the money as yeah, well yeah, to, yeah, to kind yeah. of now go in a direction that is more true to us or they, there's just a new direction that they want to explore and but also it's a bit of a make or break moment as well for the yeah, band definitely. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. commercially as well they could be getting pressure to be like look yeah. you need to you need to come up with the goods now yeah, 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 album yeah. number three if you don't get this right we're pulling the plug so it's striking you out yeah, yeah. It, does, it does happen in the music industry often like these you know bands not to these contracts where it's like you know you owe us three or four albums in this yeah. deal but that comes with obligations to actually shift product yeah, yeah, you know yeah, and yeah. that does it's gotta be a good album yeah. yeah exactly and and then you get these situations where like you know like Willie gets writer's block for a bit yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's uh, but, the, but, but I think I think it's it's almost like right okay so in the first album you, you've got you've basically got your material and yeah. in the second album you can kind of uh, you can kind of force it slash scrap it to you know sort of force it together slash bolt it together out of whatever you've got from leftover from the first album slash things that you've written in between or random inspiration that you've had yeah. it's almost like you're running on fumes or something yeah and, you know, depending on the band obviously and then in the third album you've got to be like this is like you've got to have found your inspiration and your way of working which yeah. works for you um if i might just use the business example that I used before yeah. is that the first album is like so you start trading it's like yeah great yeah, fab okay now you've made, done done sold some products and you're doing this um, the second album is like oh we've hit a bit of a wall like what we were doing before isn't the, ran yeah, the random sort of slightly random way we were doing it before isn't really working we need to work out what actually works and then the third album if you get it right is like yeah we've hit the, the sweet spot this is what our customers want this is yeah. what um, yeah, but it's also making us profit at the same time. Yeah, and we and we like doing it, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, yeah. As as we said, I think also we said it's like it's kind of sink or swim as well because I think a lot of our, a lot of um, a lot of bands have sort of just shut the bed and just like let's just come out, let's just rubbish, and you're just like, what is like you just you just like that's it, that's yeah. the end, yeah, career almost. Yeah, and I, I think. Um, you know, in, in, in some ways... I, mean, I actually can't think of a good example for that, though. Yeah. I mean, obviously all the bands we talk about are great, because I like them, but, like... Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> sure but, yeah. I'm sure in the next season we'll, we'll probably find some someone where maybe it was a... You know, it's not quite the yeah. fully successful kind of example, because um, yeah. obviously the ones we've looked at so far have all been, like, quite iconic or... Yeah. You know, that might, be, that might be a stretch yeah. for some of them, but, like... Uh, what are you thinking about? What are you thinking about the Arts Monkeys? 
Well, thinking about the Black Keys. I'm thinking about. You're not thinking about the Libertines. Come on, the Libertines <laughs> are definitely iconic. <laughs> no, I mean the album itself being iconic. <laughs> I guess, but like, <laughs> yeah, the Libertines are iconic. And yeah. them for Doom Youth yeah. is iconic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if you're a Libertines fan, yeah. Yeah, 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 which we all are. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. 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 But like, what I was going to say is, I think that some sometimes the third album, what we've seen is that it, it's often like a very kind of bold restatement of yeah, yeah, what yeah. the band is so like if you take yeah. all mod cons the it, vision of the band it's like so this like, is a jam sound yeah. but it's a bit more polished and and this is what you're going to get going but, but it's like yeah yeah exactly yeah. they've, they've defined this, this is this is what we do now mm. yeah yeah that's exactly right and, yeah. and it acts as a launch pad yeah. for further success so yeah. it, it, it was definitely that that was the case for the jam with the late albums like setting suns and yeah. sound effects and funny the gift, which yeah. was established as yeah. actually a particularly good album, yeah. controversial, I know, but I, I, I actually I was actually re-listening to it on the way here. You know, running on the spot, yeah. it's a pretty decent tune. Yeah, uh, but anyway, yeah, sorry. Yeah, but like, I'm trying to think of. Also, Little Boy Soldiers on Setting Suns. Oh, I'm not sure I like that. One. No, no, yeah. that's a bit hit miss for me. Okay, but, yeah. yeah, but like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll deal with that later. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll do that offline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm trying to think of another another good example of that. I think it's like say. Yeah, I, mean, we, I remember like in episode one, this is going back ages now, back to October, yeah. but like when we talked about Humbug, yeah. I think I talked about... October? Really? Yeah, I think that's when we recorded it. Yeah. Where, where's the year gone? So it's nearly we're, a year we're in July. Life's music. So, yeah, so we're in July now, right, as so we're recording. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is the coming home episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for, for our listeners, you know, uh, by the time we publish this, you know, football may have not yeah. come home, yeah, but yeah. right now it feels like it is, yeah, it because like we've just is. beat Ukraine four yeah. fucking nil. Ukraine are SOL yeah. from this point onwards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we, we just came back uh, from a so nice meal, and just to find that half, at half time, suddenly the first... <laughs> Four, four or five minutes he scored three goals yeah, so that's, that's, that's yeah. quite epic so these are heady times we're living in right now <laughs> you know, as, uh, as uh, a society opens up more hopefully Freedom Day happens later this month yeah. and uh, you know we can all it's go back to uh, having it up with a mental crowd yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's just rock and roll yeah it's only rock and roll but like yeah with Humbug we, we established that like in, in a way that was um part of their evolution to make later albums such as Suck It and Sin and finally AM <clears throat> no, definitely you know not. like the because I think I think because they sort of um, I, I just this is just a random observation that's coming to my head so mm. everyone has to bear with me but like so the first album is their like, kookiness their lad you know I'm going to say laddishness because they're not really lads are they? they're sort of like they're more in-betweeners than they are yeah. skins <laughs> if you know what I mean that, that kind of like um, but, but then and then but then but then Favourite Worst Nightmare was a little bit serious. I mean, there were, some, there were some kooky songs in there. Yeah, but it's darker. But it's sure. darker. Yeah, but yeah. then but then Humbug was was sort of... I don't know. Poetic. Very like... They, they sort of... Yeah. yeah, I don't want to say they moulded the two, but they definitely yeah. came up with their unique take on... Yeah. That was different to the first two. Yeah, and, and borrowed a bit from the Queens of Stone Age playbook. You know what? Yeah. I actually don't know if they got there until A.M., I think AM in terms of what like, like the, I think AM was their definitive record actually I mean yeah so far yeah I mean if because you, if you cause it combines it, yeah, yeah. it combines the darkness of Suck It and See Favourite Worth Nightmare and Humbug yeah. with the slightly uh, 
what's the right word? I don't want to say lad. You know what I mean? Like kind of thumb element yeah. of the first album. Yeah, it's a, it's a very, it, it's, it's an album that combines all the best of Ellen, the yeah. of it. And then they do Casino Base Hotel and it all just goes yeah, up. Yeah, Tranquility Base Hotel. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, where yeah. they go next after that, I don't yeah, know, but knows. it's exciting yeah. to see, isn't yeah. it? But I think you're right there because yeah. I think like, those first four albums are all kind of exploring different sounds. I think like Suck It and See was very like jangly sort yeah. of indie rock, which you know I, I, I liked. But um, I think yeah, when you get to AM, there's like this. It's a very yeah, it's a well packaged, yeah. polished album, yeah, yeah, which yeah, obviously yeah. really breaks them out in the states. Yeah. And yeah, that, yeah, that becomes yeah. the, that's the stadium. Record. I wonder if that's the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the stadium, stadium record. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, but they, they, didn't, yeah. they didn't reach for it too soon. That's what no, I quite like. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, two yeah, and five yeah. albums together. I mean, they were doing stadiums in the UK, of yeah, course, yeah. but like globally, they weren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like they were still playing pubs in the UK band up to a certain point. Yeah. And like maybe in the US they had like some Anglophile fans who were like why, why, why is there an obsession I, I, no, I, know, I get that obviously you know, there's a big market out there but like, what was the obsession with Amer- America well, I guess I get, I guess so I guess just because like it's a band th- from Sheffield for God's sake why are they selling out <laughs> <laughs> I think I just want the money I think the thing is right if you think about it and then obviously they moved to America as well. So it's just like oh, okay, Alex Turner. He moved to LA, didn't he? If all three yeah. of them, well, all but the bass player, Nick O'Malley, like, yeah. they all moved to LA. And the other they? bass player. Yeah. <laughs> what, what happened to the other bass player? Wasn't he it? got off the bus before they uh, yeah. arrived, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, think I, I, I think I read up on what his latest sort of whereabouts and stuff are one time. I think he was like doing his own DJ sets and Is stuff. Like, okay. I can't remember. But so he's just, like the former Arctic Monkeys bass player. Like it's like, yeah, just just play, like yeah, playing that, playing on that. Playing yeah, dining out on yeah, that like yeah. meal ticket for the next generation. Yeah. Well, you know, cash in wash your cat, I guess. Yeah. But, but going back to like what you're saying about the st- what, why the states. So I think if you think about from a, a music business executive's point of view, it's like you know the music that does best is obviously English speaking music. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that goes unfortunately for European countries as well. It's like, yeah. you know, they, if they want to really break through, they gotta like with ABBA, you know, yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. they sing in English. But like the thing is is that the States is the biggest English speaking market. Yeah, yeah. And if you can break through there, I mean it is big bucks yeah, yeah, effectively. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Uh, I mean that's what happened for the Beatles and the Stones yeah, and yeah, yeah. Zeppelin, the Pink Floyd, you know, all these yeah. big British rock. Oh, no, not them, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Can you imagine playing in America? <laughs> <laughs> this is like, who the hell are these? They're people? too well, it's like the jam, they're just too, they're too English. Specific. Yeah, they're too yeah, English yeah. For, yeah. The, for the Americans. Because yeah. it's just it's too it's like the Brit you know, quirky Britishness. Yeah, about, like, I think about, um, like the Kinks and the, and yeah, the Who. Yeah. Well, the Who, to, the who, to the who an extent, managed it, yeah. manage it to an extent. Yeah, but like, I'm guessing, yeah, there's just a certain amount of Britishness that just doesn't translate across. The I think Barbarians was their attempt at a big, big anthem track. <laughs> Sorry, let's carry on. Sorry. No, no, but no, it's a point. It's a point. No, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's not yeah, really a okay. point. I was just joking. Yeah, but like. um but, they, but, the, but I think that's the thing. Like that, there is this obsession. Like you know, we got breaking the states, and, and yeah. Oasis, interesting, never, never did it. Yeah, really. but, yeah, it's weird, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah it's, it's Although weird. actually, you say that. I don't know if I mentioned this, right? But if you've ever si- if you've ever been subject, if you've ever endured having to watch uh, with your girl, yeah, with your listeners, um, you know, with your girlfriend or whatever, like uh, it's, it's a sort of a rom com, a rom comy kind of series. Uh, there's three films. It's uh, to all the boys. Uh, to all the boys I loved before. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, there's three films, and in the third film, 
they're going off, you know, it's like they, they're sweet, you know, this sort of childhood sweethearts, blah, 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 and they, they're at school together. And then in the third one, they're choosing which college to go to or which university to go to. They're American, yeah. by the way, just to clarify. Yeah. Choosing which Ameri- which um, university to go to. And they're all like, oh, yeah, we should go here because then we can be together, blah, blah, blah. All the usual sort of garbage. And then it's like the guy straight up just comes out and goes, so I found our song. And he, you know, he sends this chick a link and it comes up. What's the story, Morning Glory? Don't look back in anger. And I was like, oh, <laughs> how have you even heard of this song? Oh Let alone God. chosen it as your favorite, like as your. I was just like, oh my God, this is it. Oasis have broken through to America. I, th- I think that's just a reflection of like some of the production team thing, like an Big fan. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, I think I think I could be wrong, but yeah. like, it's like when we were talking about. Um, you don't think they've you know, broken it, through nearly 30 years late? I just, don't, <laughs> I just don't think they really they were through. never as big in the States as they were in the UK yeah, yeah, they're yeah, not the cultural true. phenomenon in yeah. the States as they were in the UK I mean there's there's like a certain generation who might remember them in the 90s and stuff but like yeah. not not really now yeah. but it's like it's going back to like you know remember we were talking about like how you know uh, Arctic Monkeys and one of their songs was uh, they did a cover of uh, Nick Cave and it featured Peaky Blinders a similar sort of yeah, thing yeah, so yeah. yeah someone the team's like a big Arctic Monkeys fan it's like yeah. I'm going to put this in this episode yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> any excuse to you yeah, know yeah, um, yeah. but yeah but like so yeah I mean, you, know, I, you say that but I think it's quite it's quite gritty like it's quite gritty music which I think mm, is why it works yeah, not probably yeah. not so much for the basis yeah but yeah like, you, you choose the stuff that reflects yeah. visually what yeah, you're seeing yeah. absolutely but yeah, I mean, so so clearly, like the third album does, at least in some examples we talked about, really set the band up for yeah. the later success. I think, like, if we talk about Be Here Now, yeah. I mean, this is obviously an album where it kind of goes a little the other direction to yeah, the extent. Yeah, like, yeah. they really doubled down on, like, what was dubbed dad rock at the time, you know, and uh, <laughs> yeah. they did a lot of Charlie and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, Interestingly, it, it, I guess what happens after an Oasis is is quite interesting because obviously you know two of the founding members leave and then yeah. they go a bit electronic, they go a bit experimental on the fourth album, and then when you Do get they? well, they I guess that's as that's as experimental as they got really, yeah. you know, and they're using like drum machines and whatever. Oh, is that what we're doing? Okay, I didn't realize. I thought I thought it was supposed to be the Back to Basics album, but I don't know. What well, Standing on the Shoulders? Yeah. I think uh, Hindu, I Hindu Times uh, Hindu, Hindu Times, Times I think was a bit Heathen more Chemistry uh, Heathen yeah. Chemistry yeah which is one I always forget about actually but, yeah so yeah. Heathen Chemistry I think was like <coughs> so album number five yeah and then number six which is obviously you know Don't Believe the Truth yeah those were more like the, you know your, your, your bread and butter your, your, your meat and potatoes sort of Oasis, like, uh, yeah, Oasis yeah, yeah, you know yeah, just yeah. like giving the fans what they want and, and they did it well like those two albums both Delicious. did really well and had some great single memorable singles on there which yeah, still yeah. get airplay today yeah, yeah, frankly yeah, yeah. so in, in some ways like the third album doesn't always become successful or guarantee later success but yeah. like I think a lot of the time that it does act as this critical juncture for, for the band Where, yeah. whether it's successful failure it's definitely a point in which they have to make a decision yeah. like what do we do next you know artistically and you know a decision is made and it's a it's a big gamble and it and you know it, it definitely uh you know sets the tone for for later albums yeah. you know it definitely gives them something either to build on um as in the case of Arctic monkeys or the jam yeah. or something to perhaps uh, avoid in, in future yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. say like with, with oasis i mean so it is interesting you know to typically like album three tends to come 
you know, if you assume like a two or three year album cycle, yeah. you know, it tends to come five, six years down the line from when the band first starts, sometimes earlier, of course, it depends how prolific the uh, yeah, band yeah, is, right. but, yeah, yeah. but you know, it, it does often come at a time when the band's more mature, Yeah, you know, that they've grown up a bit, you know, they're not kids anymore. They've still got used to being yeah. a band as well, rather than yeah. what they were doing before, which presumably was just like yeah. part-time amateur yeah. banding, sort of, you know, playing yeah. pubs and clubs and stuff yeah I mean the, the Aussie the Aussie that being can I, can I just quick question yeah I can't imagine Oasis ever playing a pub or a club somehow but presumably they did or did they do you I, know what I mean like, yeah their music doesn't seem to be I think when you look at the the origin story of Oasis yeah you never really hear about them playing pubs it, they used so to play suspicious. like music venues or like real dives and stuff but they wouldn't play like okay. pubs and clubs you know like they weren't they were more like playing like certain music venues on a, on a circuit or whatever, okay. but like okay. they weren't, I could be talking a load of bollocks, frankly, but like, right, I, right. I mean, I have now times I've seen not... Oasis documentaries and stuff, yeah. I've never, you know, it's not really something that's come up. Like, yeah, it's never, it's, it's not never like really... Libertines, where yeah. Libertines were like, do all these pubs with funky yeah, games. They, they never really, yeah, they yeah. never really escaped the pubs, though, did they, let's be honest. They, <laughs> they never got big enough to escape them. But like, you know, with the jam and uh, Arctic Monkeys, they always talk about their origins in that sense. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, the Black Keys and yeah. um, like a Sabian, but, or the Coral actually. But, but you know, but those other bands, they definitely yeah. do. But Oasis never do. It's weird, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Which, which always makes me suspicious. That they are, again. Just like manufactured band, but are they? I don't know. They seem like two big characters to be. Because uh, there's no, there's the no real, there's no music industry, some, no. some gaily character kind of put all together, like, you know, Gills Aloud or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, there's this myth about Noel Gallagher coming in with his shiny guitar to save them all with, you know, decent tunes and everything. Like, that's a load of bollocks, frankly. It's what, like, do you mean? what do you mean? Well, it's like, he sure, he provided songs and stuff, but, like, he needed them as much as they needed him. Like, what do you mean? What, in Oasis? Yeah, because. The rest of the band. So, yeah, okay. so the, the rest of the band weren't capable of writing the songs themselves that Noel could, but then Noel equally needed a vehicle yeah, to, yeah, to, 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 to do, to do yeah, songs yeah. as well. So, no, I agree, yeah. so, but often there's this legend that somehow Noel was somehow like the, you know, the Oasis were effectively hopeless without Noel until they came along. And, yeah. You know, but equally, well, no, I, I, guess, I don't think yeah. Noel would have gone anywhere without the band either. No, it's like, true. it's, you know, you needed the whole package. You need, yeah. you know, Liam needs Noel and vice versa, although yeah. apparently not at the moment. Yeah, so anyway. yeah, more, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, to be honest, I don't, I don't really know. It, more on that story later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, more on that story <laughs> later. Especially the um, uh, there was something else that happened recently. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. It was like a news story just popped up. It was like ah, the doomsday clock ticks one step, one one yeah. one tick we closer. About the production company. Last yeah, yeah, episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. It ticks yeah. close to midnight. Right? I'm just looking forward to a reunion. Mate, I mean. Talk about the year it comes home. Yeah, exactly. What, yeah. what about well, the, well, the what year if, the Oasis reunion? Yeah, what, 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 what if this is the excuse they need? Yeah, it's just like a year of unbridled euphoria. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Everyone going mad for it. Wall to wall. It's just Euros, Oasis reunion, Libertine's Christmas gig. That's it. That's a nice way to tie it all off. Yeah. Nice little bow for the Libertine's gig. I mean, the other thing I was going to add to that. Yeah. Because. <clears throat> I was going to say that actually let's take Saving Art and Monkeys yeah album number three is a you know both released the same year 2009 and you know they both go in quite a spooky direction you know quite dark you know obviously, sure, yeah. obviously with Art and Monkeys it's a bit more it's not lyrically as dark it's just more 
uh, more sonically dark. Yeah. Whereas Kasabian are always kind of sonically dark. Yeah, 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 but yeah, lyrically, yeah. it's more the themes that change. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah, definitely. So, and, and I think like they both used that, album that, number three the... as the example to try yeah. a different approach, and and you know, obviously worked wonders for both of them. I think that's that is ultimately why our podcasts or episodes have been about album number three, mm. is because they tend to be the most interesting one. Absolutely, it tends to be and, controversial, and like you know, they have something new. Or fresh that they've added to the band's sound that yeah. hasn't been heard from, and therefore has a lot of impact. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. On our lives, and therefore talking about. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're me- memorable for that, if nothing else, really. Yeah. Like you, when we think about these albums, it's not just a nostalgic thing of oh yes, I remember when I bought this album and the time and place I was in and all yeah, that. Yeah. It's like actually, this music still resonates with me, and I still enjoy listening to it. You know that that kind of thing. So, so Tim is currently checking his phone to, to just do a little fact checking here. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just checking another band to see if the album that I liked was a third album. It's not. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure what we can conclude from that, other than Green Day have got a lot more albums now. What they have, okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, go, going back uh, Sorry, to yeah. no, no, that's all right. But going like back to you know third albums, I think there's and it's quite obvious to say this, but like there's there's obviously plenty of bands who who never even really make it to the third album yeah. in the first place, or by the time they've made it to the third album, they're already a spent force. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like um, I, th- I think that's almost like the test, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That you can get to the third album. The th- I mean, like Razorlight, for goodness' sake. Like yeah, no, that 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 third album, two thousand eight. Yeah, it was a complete joke. Yeah, like it just it just like by then. I actually liked it, by the way. But 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 yeah, there was some of the songs on it. But yeah, it had no commercial yeah. impact at all. Yeah, it made it made yeah. it made no dent at yeah. all, really. Yeah. Like you know, you had and maybe again, like their tra- trajectory is almost quite 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 interesting because like they had a really like commercially successful like um, second album. Really, yeah. But how do you follow up something like that? Yeah. You know, yeah. particularly like in that time of 2008 where it's all start the party starting to wind down yeah. like indie rock as a scene yeah, it's yeah. like what do you do um yeah. the kooks third album like we haven't covered this yet but like i've i've got it and like you know that that was an experimental album it's like well you know it's 2011 now we've got to do something a little bit different so they start chucking synthesizers in and electronic <laughs> yeah. experimentation a lot of other new bands did this like yeah, Cortinas yeah. or whatever but yeah yeah yeah, this is oh, and the cribs. And I, I just think that's such a mistake. Like, why would you do that? Because in a way, you just like being blown the, by the trend. Your yeah, record label has said, "Ah, oh, you know, all the kids are listening to this." Yeah, now. it's like it's well, surely then those are examples of what happens when you do like you're not being true to yourself and instead you. Surf the yeah. Moment, yeah, but it, it's such a hard, it's such a hard thing. It's it's very damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, look yeah. at look at a band like ACDC, you know, very very extreme example, you yeah. know, but not really a band we talk about on this podcast. But like yeah. the but the thing is, they're a band that's pretty much done the same album in their entire <laughs> career, and people still love them, and they yeah. still buy their albums, they still see them on tour, and sometimes like that phrase that goes, no, if if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. You know, you, they can be easily criticised for not being particularly like pushing the boundaries or like yeah. doing anything artistically new but but frankly every band is going to be different some bands are like well 
I don't care. I just like rocking out. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, don't, I don't. I don't care if we keep making <laughs> the same music each time. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, the choral get accused of doing that all the yeah. time, which I think is slightly unfair. I think. I think it is unfair. Yeah. I mean, you know, if they were going to do anything, I think Coral Island was probably like. Like it's almost like they spent their entire lives thinking about this, and it's like, uh, you know what? Actually, why don't we just write the thing that we weren't born into doing? It's like they just time. had to get out this. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, look, awesome. you know, we, we we spend half our time living in a dream world. You know what's really interesting about that? If that if that had landed on my landed on my desk, like you sort of gave it to me to listen to or something. But what I mean is, if that had, if you had told me to listen to that before we'd had the discussion about the coral, I would have just said, "What the fuck is this?" But yeah. the fact that I know what the coral is about now, yeah, it's yeah. so much more of a moment. Knowledge, is, more of knowledge a, is power. Yeah, it, well, it, it, it actually, really does make a difference. Actually, knowledge applied is power. But anyway. Correction noted. That's Napoleon Hill for you. But yeah, anyway, so um, it's. it's um, uh, yeah, yeah, I get yeah, what you mean. Yeah, the connection yeah. with that band has, has made that album alive for me whereas before it was it would have not probably have been absolutely yeah. and then I think that that's just going back to one of the great things we enjoy about this podcast yeah. is like discovering the story and not having that prior knowledge suddenly gives you a whole new appreciation yeah. of the music than perhaps you did before like for me it happened with the Libertines you know I, I came <laughs> in thinking this album's yeah. shit the Libertines are shit they're yeah. overrated yeah. you know they are not the heirs to the punk throne this is a bloke who's yeah, like yeah. screaming into the microphone yeah. do you want to do impersonation I say but yeah. um yeah no, I know what you mean yeah yeah, yeah. But, but but like just yeah having discovering you know looking into the backstory of the music and, and also actually giving the music a chance it's know, almost like, like yeah, yeah you give yeah. it more of a chance because yeah. it's almost like you know them and it's like uh, you know what uh, they're probably trying to do this let's see if they do it the thing is it, 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 it goes without saying that it's easy to be dismissive of something when you're quite ignorant of yeah. the wider yeah. facts isn't it yeah, yeah. so you know having that aforementioned knowledge is, it can really help you yeah. at least it doesn't guarantee that you'll like it no, more but no. it'll certainly make you appreciate the effort more perhaps yeah. that's the thing it's like you know some people you know the music is just an instant connection isn't it the instant sugar rush and they love it from the get go whereas yeah. for other people as you talked about before you know, it's a grower yeah. it's like you hear the song it's like I don't know if I like this or not, but I should like it or whatever. Yeah. And then you come, you keep coming back to it. You don't yeah. want to, but you, know, you feel like you should. Yeah, and, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then before you know it, it's like it's this like, is the oh. best thing since sliced bread. You know, yeah, this is yeah. this is it. You know, this is the, this is my album of the year yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and it's yeah. like wow, what a turnaround! Yeah, you how just, did this happen? You've just gone yeah. from completely dismissing it to be like, actually, this is my jam. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm also, yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a um, I probably mentioned this again. Uh, another, uh, yeah, another lame rom com that I'm going to mention on this, <laughs> on this podcast. But the um, uh, film music and lyrics. Where oh, you know, I actually quite like that film just because yeah. I'm a musician yeah, yeah, and I, exactly, I kind yeah. of appreciate. Some, you get it, yeah, yeah, some of the references. Um, and um, I think uh, is it Drew Barrymore? Yeah, yeah. She, she says something like, "Yeah, the um, uh, the tune is the seduction, but the lyrics are the love, or something like this." Yeah, yeah. yeah Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you, you come for the you come for the tune. Yeah. Uh, but you stay for the lyrics, so yeah, sort of some lame thing like yeah. this, which which I don't think is actually hundred percent true. But you can see where she's coming from in the sense that you, yeah. you can kind of, um, you know, the, the more you know about the band, the more you, I guess, the more you enjoy them, and you sort of hear their voice, I suppose, what they're trying to say. Yeah, I guess like if you're coming to a band brand new, and you know if they're gonna if they're gonna grab your attention, 
their songs need a hook and I guess yes. that's what the music does yeah it's exactly like, yeah. you know it's got to yeah. it's got to grab you by the collar and go like come on then yeah, yeah, yeah. what do you think yeah, you yeah. know but then the lyrics a shotgun in your face yeah 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 but like but then the lyrics like provide more meaning yeah. to yeah. to it so yeah yeah that's pretty yeah. cool good I, you know as far as rom-coms go that's probably it's a decent one yeah you know if I if I had to choose one that I would watch again I mean yeah. it's actually to be fair it's actually quite funny but um, I think you should watch To All the Boys I Love Before Part 3 just so you can see that bit of, just to see that just so <laughs> don't, don't look back in anger but yeah, yeah. I, it was just, I actually, it actually blew yeah. my mind when I saw it Zara was pissing herself for ages I was yeah. just like oh my god I can't believe I'm seeing this on TV yeah it wasn't even on TV it was on Netflix but you know what I mean yeah um, it's funny because like I was um, yeah. like last year I was watching um, Peter Kay's Car Share oh, yeah. I, I, I watched that last year like during the first lockdown and um, there was uh, in the end credits you know they were playing REO Speedwagons like you know can't fight this feeling anymore kind of <laughs> thing and it's like you know I just knew it and like you know my ex is like going like what are you doing and I'm like just don't do the air drum and I'm like dun, dun, you know really yeah, yeah. get into it it's yeah, like yeah. you know you, you know you know yeah. like when it's your jam yeah right? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> definitely this is my moment yeah yeah rocking out indeed so, um, any any other closing thoughts on, on third albums, or do you think we've uh, we've extended all possibilities on this little uh, this little topic? Um, last yeah, last <laughs> last thoughts on third albums. Um, no, I don't think I don't think I, I don't think yeah. I've got any. I, mean, I was going to say, are you going to record a third album? But I think maybe <laughs> I mean, we, 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 second, yeah, we just yeah. get to a second one first. Yeah, yeah still we're on the second. Um, will this podcast get to a third season? You know, Tim. I bloody hope so. Yeah, it's yeah. been great so far, so and, it, and yeah. this, just right here, this kind of new <laughs> experience has been. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. been. It's you know, in some ways, it's uh, it, you know, it's not. It's, uh, it's not even been a full-length episode, or we're not even talking about a particular album, but like the, just the actual experience of yeah, recording yeah. with you in person, and, <laughs> and like you know, it, it's just it's it's been everything I thought it would. Yeah, be. very and, good. Um, and and more, I, yeah. I hope. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope to, <laughs> hope to do future recordings like this yeah, you know, yeah, long yeah. long may it continue and uh, this is why I keep doing it yeah yeah you know, it's just, I just really enjoy it and yeah, yeah. you know thank you again for your uh, <laughs> yeah. for your contributions uh, yeah, and uh, for, you know for, well, thanks for, for the setup yeah it's amazing yeah. no it, it, it's funny how like a little bit of equipment yeah, a little yeah. bit of investment really goes a long way like yeah. you don't necessarily need to like fully kit out the studio all yeah. you need is like a couple of decent microphones and an interface yeah. and has headphones and, and some presenters yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and some music yeah, yeah in some ways this kind of reminds me of when I was on your radio show at uni it's like you know yeah yeah it is it's like it yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of it feels like a flashback even yeah. before that 10 years later yeah. you'd be in my flat and we'd do this again the same for, thing. for a podcast yeah yeah, like, yeah. yeah I, uh, you know what actually thinking about it I would probably have said that yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, because um, I think we at the time, so much. yeah, because yeah, yeah. at the time it was just like um, uh, I actually sort of tried to record my show as a podcast. Okay. But obviously it was quite music heavy, so it was very difficult to. Oh yeah, licensing. So, so it was sort of it was sort of recorded it in segments and then it had links to the music. It was just yeah. crap. It didn't work. Wouldn't yeah. worked. I guess that was in the very early days of podcasts, wasn't it? Was it like, well, yeah, yeah, it was like I would sort of. Um, I can't remember how I even distributed it. You know, mm. I probably just didn't. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's been good. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. been hectic, I would say. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, we will catch you uh, on our next episode, guys. So until then, stay tuned and uh, see you next time. <laughs>